this is it. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Thank you guys for tuning in to our midweek message. My name is Ryan, and I'm one of the pastors here. Tonight, I'll be finishing our Advent series. Now, you've learned over the last few weeks that Advent means arrival, and we celebrate the arrival of King Jesus. Now, Kyle last week took us through the story of the birth of Jesus as he was he was born and placed lying in a manger. But that's not where the story of Jesus's arrival ends. We're going to be continuing in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Now, just as Jesus has been born and placed in this manger in Bethlehem, we see in verse 8, it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. These shepherds were out doing their job, keeping watch over their animals. And in the culture of the day, shepherds were often seen as unclean by Pharisees. They were not usually able to go and participate in temple worship. They were not able to keep the Sabbath because the animals needed constant protection and overwatch. They spent their time out in the animal, out in the wilderness with the animals, protecting their animals. These were blue-collar workers who were largely unnoticed and unseen by most people. But this night, the angel appeared to them. The angel appeared to these unclean men, and they were terrified at the sight of the angel in the middle of the night. I mean, wouldn't you be? Anytime we see an angel appear to men in scripture, it always says, do not be afraid. There is a fear, there is a respect that comes with angels, with God's messengers. And these shepherds understood that something was in front of them and they were afraid. But the angel brought good news and it says, do not be afraid. Because the good news he's bringing is the birth of a savior. Now, Israel at this point in time is under the control of Rome. They're not their own autonomous nation. Instead, they have a puppet king, Herod, who is in charge of all of Israel. They are desperately looking for a savior, someone to restore their rightful kingship. And Jesus is very much that savior. In fact, the name Jesus, or Yeshua in Hebrew, Joshua as we know it today, means to rescue Jesus is not just Savior in title. Jesus is Savior in name as well. Now, the angel announced that the birth was of the Christ. Christ comes from a word, Christos, which means anointed one. Jesus being anointed speaks to his Davidic lineage. Jesus was of the line of David, the great king of Israel from the Old Testament. And David himself was anointed as king as a boy, but not just any boy, as a shepherd boy. Everything, every one of these shepherds would have known 
that David was a shepherd himself. When David received his anointing, he himself was out in the fields with his flock until the prophet called him in to receive his anointing. The angel also called this newborn baby Lord. Now the word Lord or Adonai was used in the temple to refer to someone who has authority and specifically that authority that came from God himself. When Jesus is referred to as Lord, this also goes back to his lineage as the King of David, but it also speaks to his divinity, his God nature, the fact that Jesus himself is one with God. The Son of God was born that day, and the angel told these unclean shepherds in the middle of the night that the Savior was born, that the the anointed one was born, that the Lord was born. And then the shepherds are told what to look for, as in direction to go and find and worship your king. And then after this, the angels themselves lift up a shout of praise to God, because that's what they do. And then Luke continues in verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. They understood that they were supposed to go find this baby lying in a manger. They understood that God chose to let them in on the story. God wanted them to see his newborn son. Verse 16, And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. There was urgency from the shepherds They left their flocks, their job, their livelihood to go find this king, this savior, this Lord, this baby lying in a manger. They were excited. They were ready. And when they saw it in verse 17, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now, these shepherds were excited to share about who Jesus is. And I think that's a great reminder for you and I. Following Jesus is not a chore, but it's an opportunity to bring worship to our King. What better way to praise God than to share the glory of his Son and exactly what he has done for us? His Son, Jesus. Even when we feel insignificant, even if we feel unclean or incapable or even just busy, worshiping Jesus is a lifestyle. There are many forms of worship, and one of my favorite ones is just to talk with other people, believers and non-believers, about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. These shepherds were ready to just leave their flocks in the field to go find this king And that reminds me of when Jesus calls his disciples, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, they drop their nets when Jesus says, come and follow me. Are we ready to do the same thing? And then Luke continues in verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. They receive this word from the angel and they go in and they find this exact setting, this exact situation, and this exact child 
lying in the manger. Now, Mary had been told in Luke 1 that Ian shared a few weeks ago that the baby boy would be the son of God, the son of the Most High, and that he would be king of the house of David, king of Israel. And then Mary hears these shepherds echo the same thing the angel had shared with her months and months before. I would imagine that to this young mother, she was a bit relieved that, of course, she had seen the angel, but but people were wondering where this baby came from. She was with her betrothed-to-be husband, Joseph. But not only was she relieved that this baby was finally here, as any mother would be when their baby is there and is healthy, but she is encouraged. This baby was no longer just a child of promise. This baby wasn't a vision or a myth. He was here. He was present, lying right in front of her. The Son of God, the Savior of the world. The one who would be named Rescuer had arrived, and the people were finding out. This baby boy had finally arrived, and Mary found value in the things the shepherds had shared with her. She treasured these up, and I'm sure she took these treasures into raising the Son of God. And then verse 21 tells us that at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Jesus takes place and takes part in the traditional ceremony of circumcision for all Jewish men as an offering to the Lord. And when this happens, he is called Jesus. He is called rescuer. He is called savior. Now, Joshua was a fairly common name in that time, but this baby was special because this baby was not just named in reference to the coming Savior. This baby was the coming Savior, and this coming Savior had finally arrived. With Christmas Eve being tomorrow, we hope you guys would join us for one of our gatherings at 3, 5, and 7. You can RSVP on our website, ecclesiaeugene.org. And if you can't join us in person, we hope you would tune into one of our live streams at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., wherever you are going to be celebrating this Christmas and this Advent season. That said, Merry Christmas and have a good evening.